I'm Matt Bergman, and uh, you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 292. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. Hey, guys. Alexis Schlegel. Aloha. G.I. Mary Jane, a.k.a. Joey Lee. What's going on, y'all? And special guest, Tony Luce. Howdy. What's up? Hey, Tony. So you recently, so can I just talk about like, can I say the, all the things that you me, uh, messaged me in uh, the inbox of PRL? Absolutely not, dude. That's confidential information. Okay. I'm assuming you're joking. Okay. I am. Go ahead. <laughs> but, Go for it. Okay. Go so, for it, so, so Tony hit up the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast. He's apparently, he's been listening to the podcast for the, the past six months or so. And uh, he had, an, he's had an incident in uh, Reno, Nevada and just, uh, Stop me if I get any of, the, any of this wrong. I have been uh, a little intoxicated. But uh, so he had an incident in Reno, Nevada, where he was caught selling uh, marijuana, mushrooms, LSD, MDMA. And uh, so, you, like, your house was raided? Uh, correct. Yeah. My old place was raided by uh, a street enforcement team, which I guess is like a team of detectives in the local area. So, like, like uh, when did this happen? Like, what time of day? Um, this happened, shit, I guess in the late afternoon. What, what was it like a no knock or did, did they so, knock? How'd it go down? I guess they'd been following me for a while. Cause like I said, I, uh, a couple of people had snitched on me. So they kind of built a case uh, on me and been monitoring me for like two months. And then they waited for me to leave my house. I mean, I guess in an effort for me to like not flush shit away, flush evidence away or whatever. They waited me uh, for me to leave my house. And they followed me uh, all on like the way to the gym and they pulled me over, uh, like handcuffed me, searched my car uh, and then like pretty much served the warrant uh, to me there and said they were going to be raiding my house. And yeah, so it went down. So like when they raided your house, did they break the door? Yeah, that shit fucking pisses me off because like the detective that was talking to me was like, hey, do you guys do you have a key? Because if you just because we have a warrant and if you give me the key, we won't have to fucking battering ram your door down so i was like yeah that'd be nice don't beat my door down so i gave him the key and i guess the battering ram guy was extra excited that day because he fucking beat my door down anyways mm. Fucked up. yeah like i actually have a buddy in baltimore here and uh this is probably like uh five years ago or something and like he lived in he's a white dude that lived in like an all-black neighborhood right. and like for some reason somebody like called the police on him and said he was selling heroin and it's like, you know, I know this guy very well. There's no way he was selling heroin, you know? Right. Um, it, it's, he's, he smokes weed, but that, that's about it. And uh, at any rate, they like raided his house and uh, they knocked his door down. You know, they, they just like trashed all of his things looking for heroin. They found right. nothing. And he had, but at the same time, even though they found nothing, it's like, you know, he had no way to seek uh, compensation for those damages. Yeah, it's pretty fucked, dude. They'll, like, rip your carpet up, have, like, dogs in there, tearing your fucking room apart and shit. And if they don't find anything, I guess they're just like, oh, well, sorry. You have no recourse for that. And, I mean, in fact, in a lot of legal states, it's going on in Anza, California, Riverside County, the sheriff is, like, hell-bent against that community. They're in, like, this gray area as far as, like, 
what the regulations are for growing. They changed the laws and they're waiting for people to send back. Anyway, the, the sheriff is just issuing search warrants and nobody's getting charges, but in the search warrant, in the raid, they can destroy everything. So now they just destroyed, you know, all your hundred plants you're allowed to have down there. You don't get any of that back. A lot of people, this is their livelihood. It's, it's, it's not, um, it's not a raid. It's, it's, it's a home invasion. It's terrifying. Right. It's terrorism. To the definition of the word, sure. So, um, Tony, you said you faced uh, multiple felonies. Uh, yeah. So they ended up initially charging me with seven felonies and then uh i lawyered up uh dropped quite a bit on a lawyer like 15 grand on a lawyer and um, wow. he ended up well i guess they dropped like five of them so when i actually like went to my hearings and shit they're just trying to charge me with two um felony felony sales and felony trafficking and i ended up taking a plea deal because he had like a good working relationship with the da and i pled guilty to felony uh sales and they dropped the felony trafficking charge and then I pretty much got the best case scenario, like outcome, which is what we were going for. I got granted a diversion program, uh, which basically means once I, I finish my probation, like stay clean and shit, piss test a couple times a week, uh, I'll have the felony dismissed. Wow. Wait, so how much time did you serve or none? Uh, I was in jail for like, I bailed out after like three weeks, I think. Wow. Yeah, I had to get a bond reduction and shit because originally my bail was set at eighty thousand, and then we got to drop to twenty thousand. So, how how long were you running this operation for uh, before you got caught? Uh, about three years. Wow. A any idea who snitched on you? Uh yeah, they're in my paperwork. Gotcha. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Uh, what happened to them? Um. Uh, I don't. I don't want to talk about some of their fucking. Yeah, yeah. No, that's understandable. Activities, uh, but I. I mean, they never saw, didn't need time or anything. Mm -hmm. I know they got fucking like, I don't know, detained for like having a small amount, and then pretty much flipped immediately and snitched on me. So. It, well, that's because once they get somebody in custody, they use those fear tactics. They terrify. Right. Them. It's it's kind of hard. Like you do, you you get angry when you hear about people snitching, but. At the same time, it's like you've got these guys with guns banging on tables and, and pointing their fingers and literally spitting in your face trying to get information from you. It's right. It's torturous. And, you know, you get a kid in there or even a grown man. It's just not that level of brave, you know, right. or, or even and that's the problem, too, is you know most people don't know their rights. They don't know what they you know, do have to and don't have to tell a police officer. And they just, you know, it, it right. happens. All so, and like one of my questions, like how long ago did you, did you get actually get busted, Tony? Uh, it was in January of 2019. So over a year ago. Okay. Now, um, you're, you also mentioned in your letter to us, you said that you identify as like an ANCAP slash minarchist. Yes. So, somewhere in between there. Did you find libertarianism like before you got busted or was it after you got busted or like how, how did you come about the, the libertarian philosophy? Yeah. So I've been a libertarian since high school. Um, I had like a, a history teacher that was talking about, you know, different political affiliations and I kind of grew up in like a semi-conservative household. I kind of thought I was a conservative before that, but I think the gateway to libertarianism was kind of like weed and like the war on drugs. And then like, not falling in line with like the Christian values of trying to like 
you know, get in the way of who gets fucking married and shit. Like I, I realized pretty early on, I didn't think the state should have any power over, you know, who says they love each other. And I didn't really think marriage should be like a statist institution. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of like government regulation and shit turned me on to libertarianism early in high school. Um, I was very pro second amendment and shit, but, uh, like I said, I just wasn't like, I don't know, a fucking Ben Shapiro conservative type I realized. So, uh, yeah, I registered libertarian. So in the state of Nevada, if you're able to vote with the next coming election, you can register early. So I think I registered uh, with the Libertarian Party when I was like 16. So what what are the drug laws like in Reno where you were popped? Um, well, I mean, marijuana is recreationally legal here. So, I mean, you can have up to like, as long as you're 21, you can have up to like, I think an ounce for, for you know, personal use and shit. But that's pretty much the only thing that like, is legal yeah i know i was talking to you about it a lot of places are decriminalizing mushrooms as we speak and that was actually what carried my saddest charge the biggest charge the uh, trafficking charge was for the mushrooms I, I had a pound of mushrooms when they raided my house so still just oh, a wow. plant colorado actually just defelonized all drugs I, really I, yeah i don't know what defelonize means next to decriminalize i don't, I don't i would imagine you get like a long-term jail sentence you can't get I, would, I would imagine it's none of them are felonies like, oh, well, I wonder, right. Wow. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. But I, no, I, shit. That's, I mean, the come on. You get, that's the insight you get here, Pure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Genius. Yeah, Cracking this hard nuts for Or not, or what the deal is with that. Um, I don't. It's, so it's like a misdemeanor charge. I've got my, uh, my road dog in the background here, Googling for me. Thank you, Zig. I wonder <laughs> if that's based on like quantities or if that's. You know, if that doesn't yeah. take quantities into account, it's based on quantities, so they can still get you redistribution. It's it's only amounts that are considered personal use. So shit's fucking stupid to me. Like, you think America would have learned from the prohibition? Like, it just pisses me off now. Like, you could have a bathtub full of fucking like vodka at your house, which you can kill like you know twenty people, but like yeah. you have a couple of fucking plants that turn you into a cartoon, and you can catch a life sentence for it. It's man, it's killing me right now, you know, as, as a just cannabis activist and lobbying and, and trying to get all these bills passed for so many years and knowing how many generations before me did so much work. And I'm looking at all these police brutality riots and I'm thinking, well, if we gave them, we stopped giving them an, an excuse to approach a nonviolent human being because nine times out of 10, they walk up to you saying you got drugs on you or whatever the case, whatever the nonviolent case may be. We took that away. Like, I feel like we could eliminate most of the police brutality issue almost. Bingo. Totally. Yeah. I mean, nobody, nobody's going to get mad at cops just for going after, like, murders, robbers, and rapists, you know? No. But, uh, yeah. Dude, I've been saying it for a long fucking time. I think a majority of the reason the police is militarized right now is because of the war on drugs, because of, you know, oh, 100%. Reagan and Nixon. And then, like you just said, people don't fucking go around saying all firemen are bastards. People don't go around like hating on all fucking people that are, you know, emergency service members. Like it's really mainly just the fucking war on drugs that makes people so fucking bitter towards the police. Yeah, uh, no doubt. I, I would have totally agree with that. And it, like, I think the, the sad thing about like what's going on now, I feel like that discussion is not being had at all. Yeah. Like everybody just like, you know, concentra concentrates on the, the racism which, you know, like our system was set up, you know, like throughout the years, it was set up, you know, uh, initially when slavery was legal, you know, 
and then a bunch of shit happened when uh you know sl- uh slavery was abolished but you know there were still a bunch of like racist wa- laws being man- manufactured and uh you know like the beginnings of uh marijuana prohibition i know for one were like extremely racist it was actually sold to the public as uh you know black men were going to use marijuana to seduce white women uh, yeah that's that what they're, like with their one of the things with their jazz with their jazz lettuce yeah. yeah, originally in like I think like hey, the I'm 30s. That, you know? The Jemima's in their jazz lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the point of the Marijuana Stamp Act originally was like like you said to to disenfranchise minority voters, like black and Mexican voters from, you know, voting against uh, uh, institutional power. Definitely. There's been um declassified documents from the Reagan era with you know him blatantly saying that that there is a racist undertone about this, and and just that right there, those papers, those documents being declassified, should make all those laws null and void the day that that was made public. It, it's it's not a good law. It's it's right here. It's in black and white, and um, I don't know. It just uh, it kind of proves to me that the agenda is still the same within leadership, which. I don't know. I mean, it, it, like it, it's something, you know, like we, we can try, you know, cause it, it's the Republicans and Democrats don't seem to be doing much, you know, they keep um, shape shifting too. And it's just like, they keep putting a new spin on policing or PR. It's all like PR stunts, but yet the war on it, like all this has been raging on for years. And that's yeah, what do you, yeah, like what, are, what are you seeing okay. out there in Reno as far as these protests and, and stuff? Uh, well, I was kind of disappointed because, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm somewhat anarchist, somewhat minarchist. Um, and I, I went to the, the original peaceful protest for Black Lives Matter, and I just had a sign that said, like, uh, fuck cops, fuck the <laughs> DEA, and fuck the ATF. Like, nice. I, I was just, you know, <laughs> rocking that sign, trying to be against the police state as a whole. Um, yeah, sure. And, uh, yeah, then, uh, after, like, the, the, organized speakers finished speaking and like the the people that had organized the the black lives matter protesters kind of like finished with their event the all the like i guess hardcore protesters like marched over to the the uh, police department and started like it was pretty gnarly man i saw a lot of like uh snaps from people and shit of them like busting windows throwing bricks and they literally like just fucking graffiti like fuck the police all over the reno police like precinct and shit oh and, wow reno 911 shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I fucking went home because, like I said, I'm on probation. And I'm trying to not catch a felony by fucking up my probation, so I yeah. didn't yeah, attend yeah. any of that shit. Yeah, actually, I think I heard earlier that somebody who set the Minneapolis pre- police precinct on fire—they're like looking for some dude who threw a Molotov cocktail through uh, one of the windows. A Molotov cocktail, you mean? A yeah. Do shekels burn? Uh, i don't know i'm not one for like you know violence i'm not one for damaging the property of others uh but the police precincts and the police cars isn't that kind of property of the public i'm just how long do the people have to try to lobby and discuss changing laws with absolutely nothing changing before you take back what's yours or you get that mentality does that make sense 
it's a tough one for me as a libertarian watching all these things like like because it's a clear violation of the nap right it's clearly but well i mean like I, I think it's it's totally understandable what if you you see an agent of the state on video executing a man it's very understandable to you know go to the, go to that agent of the state's clubhouse and set it on fire it's, it's i'm saying it's understandable i'm not telling people to go out and do it you know i'm not asking for the feds to be sent after me but i'm just saying that is understandable um I, you know i don't think it is in any way justifiable to destroy public property though i mean uh sorry private property right yeah right the houses businesses that i can't it, go exactly that, I, it's career criminals like those people yeah, but, come out for church you know craft fairs and as long as there's something else going on over here the criminals will come out and do what they normally do over there you know and then you got the mainstream media melding the two together which is stressful yeah it, how it I, all plays out we all need to channel like our inner killdozer here like that's what i want to shoot. <laughs> yes. hell yeah seriously <laughs> okay. i don't know if the police can't keep the peace for the for the community then it's kind of the community's duty to step up and keep the peace for their community right even if that means eliminating what's creating the chaos it's kind of what we're seeing here well yeah um like i've actually heard like i've heard a lot of stories from uh friends that uh apparently gun stores have like lines out the door right now like so many people are buying guns that are that aren't that aren't even like right wing, you know. They're just like normies, you know. And uh, it, I mean, I, I think that's pretty encouraging to see more people embracing their uh, Second Amendment right. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's so difficult in Maryland. I don't know. I haven't I haven't heard much, you know. Matt, are you still looking at uh, at uh, making a purchase? <laughs> No, yeah, um, yeah. Like I'm, I'm thinking about getting, uh, you know, the HQLs and going uh, pistol shopping. You know, it, it's something. Yeah, I'm, I'm something I'm, I'm thinking about. But uh, yeah, yeah. What are the gun laws like out freedom. in uh, in Reno? Uh, I mean, we're a swing state. We have a fairly large, like, libertarian or independent presence. You can open carry here. Um, nice. I work with a, a libertarian organization. Uh, of university students called YAL, uh, Young Americans for Liberty. Mm -hmm. And oh, okay. uh, I know I know they're lobbying pretty hard for um, constitutional carry out here because to conceal, you do need a permit, which I mean, you know, all fucking gun laws are an infringement in my opinion, but. Uh, Hell yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're racist too. <laughs> yeah, black black guns matter. Um, so wait, did you but, say to open carry you need a permit or just no you can you can legally open carry without a permit in nevada but uh, oh, nice. to conceal to conceal you need a permit and um gotcha recently i was unaware of this um i guess some gun laws just passed in the last year uh that outlawed private sales which i think is fucking horseshit what? oh wow yeah wow um, that's crazy so why else lobbying to, to get that yeah why else lobbying to get that reversed Nice. As a cannabis patient, you can't own a gun. I can't. I can't go get a firearm. I mean, if I was living in a state where there's private sale, I, I I could, but you know, I could be convicted of a federal crime for that. So that's every One cannabis. Bullshit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I guess if you're on probation right now, you're kind of going through the same thing. I'm sure you can. I'm still on probation from an incident in Maryland three years ago. But right. yeah, they, they they take your rights away just through that like i i don't even know if probation's better that looking back like the year sentence 
which would have ended up being what, like six months. I might've taken that instead of dealing with this three years worth of probation and like being terrified to fart the wrong way in the wind and not being able to own a firearm. And technically if I'm standing next to somebody who's a felon and I don't know they're a felon, I'm violating my probation. Like it's, they can right. really, they can get you for anything. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, wow. it's, it's, it's awful. Yeah, and I had a couple of handguns that they seized in the raid, and uh, I'm looking to get those back once I get my felony dismissed and shit. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know, I kind of see it as a way of, like, them disenfranchising, you know, uh, dissenting voices. People that are obviously, I mean, like, medical users, and they know it's people that are obviously, like, against the drug war. I I just see it as another way of disenfranchising them. Sure. Yeah, how's that? Like, um, so you said that's recreational out in uh, Nevada? Yeah. So, um, so prior to that, so you were, um, for recreational or medicinal, did you have to like, um, disclose that you were a gun owner? Um, I don't know. Cause I wasn't 21 at the time. I'm 22 oh, okay. now. Now I'm 22. Okay. So, I mean, like I, I, you know, if I wasn't on probation, I could go hit up a dispensary or something, but I know, uh, medical card holders, like just like some of the laws in California, weren't allowed to own a firearm in Nevada if you had a medical card. And that's why, yeah. I don't know. I tried to turn a lot of my buddies away from it. Like, I don't know, when I was, like, 18, like, graduating high school, I was hanging out with some friends that were, like, 21 that were all fucking clamoring to get their medical car. And I was like, dude, I don't know if you really want to give your rights away like that. Like, yeah, support your local yeah. drug dealer. That, exactly. That's, <laughs> totally. <laughs> exactly. And then, and then you're just giving them more information that they shouldn't even know in the first place. You don't need to know how many fucking guns or what drug of choice or whatever the case may be. It's just, like continually the government building these lists on people and that's i think that was originally the case in maryland some drug judge struck it down from the last i've heard but i think matt and i we've discussed it it's just like well i'm not like i'm not going to pick between the two so i'm not going to get involved in either you know because you're right it's just a way for them just to know more about you get more involved and disenfranchise people yeah, and it's 100% the surveillance state growing with the police state, which, I mean, is obviously fucking hand-in-hand. Hand. Yeah, and then, then next thing you know, you know, you get, you're putting on all these lists, and, you know, then you're getting Duncan Lemp in his sleep, so. Now, does anyone know, I know fucking that Derek Chauvin piece of shit got charged with murder uh, for the murder of George Floyd, but what about Breonna Taylor? No, I mean, I know uh, uh, Kenneth Walker was uh, cleared of all charges, but are the officers that mistakenly fucking killed Breonna Taylor are they facing no no consequences now that's a that's a good question I don't know uh Jared uh, do you got the docs um I don't know offhand yeah I can look at it and see yeah if I know like Rand, I know Rand Paul was introducing that bill uh to, to basically ban no knock no knock raids right yes yeah, um that. and that was and I think the city, uh, the city of Louisville, their city council, like banned it as well uh, out of this. But yeah, as far as the officers involved, I don't know if they're going to be held accountable, I, or I haven't heard any anything um, recently. They were actually just before um, just before I dialed in, the the news was like the the gentleman and his name slips my mind, which is disgusting to me too. But uh, the gentleman who got shot outside of the Wendy's, they were passing down charges to those officers. I didn't get to hear this the whole thing, and I know nine times out of ten they throw like every charge on you until it gets back to court. But um, the first thing I heard was was like third degree assault. Like, are you 
he killed a man. How, this isn't assault. And I really hope that that was just like the bottom charge and a list of charges. But yeah, but like uh, Joey, did, did you watch the video of the Wendy's dude? I did watch the video of the Wendy's dude. Yeah. So there was. I saw two videos. I saw like the the first one where like they were the officer was about to arrest him. He was about to stick the handcuffs on him, and then the guy started wrestling him. And then uh, like apparently it, it looked like the officer's dash cam was knocked down to the ground. So then that video pretty much ended. But then you had uh, you did have some audio right there where you had the cop threatening to use his uh, taser, but he didn't. And then the then you could uh, and then I saw another video, though, of the surveillance camera of the Wendy's parking lot. And you can see that the guy took the cop's taser and he was running away from the cop. And while he was running he turned around and shot the taser at the cop. And then right after he shot the taser at the cop, the cop shot him twice in the back. I Look, my father was a police officer in Baltimore City for 23 years. And I can tell you right now, if he was in that situation, he would let that man run off. He's only going to be a danger to himself at that point, right? He's got a taser. Cops tase each other in training. It's, it's look, the only way you're going to get really physically, like, seriously hurt with a taser is if you have some sort of heart condition or seizures or some, you know, underlying medical problem. I, a police officer should be trained better than that. If you're in fear for your life, because some drunk guy who can't even speak straight is pointing a taser at you, you got the wrong job and yeah. you kill somebody yeah, for that's pointing true, a, yeah. it's, it's well, like, I mean, it's like isn't it also done with being pointed at you and you shot a nine caliber at it. It's, I'm not, yeah, but I'm not like, isn't it also true that if, if you're tased, you're out of commission for a good five seconds? Uh, likely. Yeah. And then while, you're, while, you're, while can, you're out of commission for five test. seconds, that gives somebody a lot of time to grab your gun. Correct. He had it, a little fucking drop in the ground for sure. Like one dude against what? How many cops were there? At least two or three. Yeah. I I can't I can't buy it. You know, like that's a Matt's just playing status advocate again. Yeah. Is that Matt Bergman or status Kyle? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Jay Wagner? What happened before the incident? Right. No, I mean, we don't know the I mean, whole story. I mean, to to be fair, yeah, Matt. I mean, I guess it goes back to what we're talking about. It's like if we just end the fucking war on drugs and the, the victimless crimes and ending, you know, ending the interactions of cops with nonviolent like individuals that are, you know, just leaving people the fuck alone. There's less likelihood of these incidents ever happening, and then also there's less demand for fucking police officers because they're not enforcing bullshit on a regular, and then like. Joey says you have the the most lead, you have like the least qualified militant like I mean what is it like it, it takes longer in some it takes like uh almost a year I think it was uh it was at a rally I saw a uh, a good sign it was like it almost takes like 15 months to be a fucking hairdresser but like 7 months to be a cop with like lethal like force you weeks. know Yeah it's like or 15, 15 weeks, weeks it's something like yeah, like here, year and a half to cut fucking hair, you know, to be permitted to do that. But here you go, dumb fuck, who's psychologically probably probably has PTSD or fucked up in the head or a psychopath. I think there's more. Uh, I think there's more guidelines for for strippers and prostitutes in Vegas, right, Tony? I'm, I'm not kidding either. I think there's yeah. more regulations and expectations than a police officer. Yeah. I, that, Is this true, Tony? Um, <laughs> you got the docs, Tony? Yeah, I really don't. I can't point anything off the top of my head. I know. So I'm, I'm dating a stripper, and I know she has to, like, fucking uh, 
re-register her license like every year but yeah you don't do that in maryland yeah you have to in in vegas it's tough but that's the other thing too that's that's the bit we've got prostitutes their johns and drug users in jail 86 percent of our prison population are those three people a couple of tax evaders you know what i'm saying that's that's it it's gross it's it's it is i i don't know how loud like or how much louder the the lp can be about this and right now i mean we have the perfect venue right everybody should be screaming if you stop these two things if you stop allowing them to arrest us for victimless drug use and what two consenting adults are doing between their own selves we we're going to lower how much we're paying on the prison system less taxes out of people's pocket i mean i i don't it's all the math is there all the math is there it's plain and simple right and and even in cases of people who are addicted right you, that's the biggest argument i don't want some 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 dope head some junkie out in the street well me, neither do i but if i throw him in a cage he's going to come out with a chip on his shoulder blaming the system he's going to go get high again so that's what's going to happen if we don't throw him in a cage He's got a 50-50 shot of getting himself better and then being an active member of my community, helping my community grow, being more productive, then we can all grow together. I, I, we got to stop this. It's, I mean, look at, the, look at the Portugal model. I mean, they, they cut all funding towards enforcement and uh, started you know, funding uh, treatment, addiction treatment, and they've seen addiction rates go down by over 80%. Yeah. And that's since, that's since 2014. I mean, that's been working for over five years yeah not to mention anything on the street you can get a prescription version of so i mean are you any better <laughs> it's just I, some of these people might need that stuff on the street they can't afford the insurance to go get a prescription i mean that is a percentage of your drug use right so it's very I frustrating think, i think the prohibition of marijuana is one of the the number one catalysts of the fucking opioid crisis the opioid epidemic in america oh definitely for sure yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. Uh, we're all like, well, Joe's from Baltimore, but yeah, we're all Baltimore area. I mean, fucking heroin around here is just, it's, it's awful. And then it's just, it's just become such a like epidemic all throughout the country. It's not even just like, it's all over the place, you know? Yeah. And it, it, it seems like most of the people that, that get addicted to heroin are first addicted to uh, pills, prescription. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, I was on a prescription pain meds after like a surgery or after this, that, or whatever. I was like right. out of work or some, it's like usually like working class blue collar that are like, fuck, I'm out of work. And then it's like, Oh, Hey, and I'm drinking them on these fucking pain pills. Like, yeah. Like, like, whereas maybe, it, maybe if doctors could have prescribed medical marijuana, you know, they would have put, uh, you know, these people on that first and that would have done the trick for some people and they would have never even, uh, moved to the, uh, opioids. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's uh, most most of the drug addiction starts, and then it's the regulations around the prescription world too. I I don't want to pill shame, even though I'm so pro cannabis, but you know when you've got a a regulation that says if you don't fill your prescription in 30 days, you have to see a doctor again, and then you've got a world that says well you can't see a doctor for two months because we're too backed up, and you've got a dependency because you've been on this stuff for however long. Like that that's what takes people to the streets. It's it's when you stop doing these opioids, um, I've seen it. Thank God I've not gone through it. I, I get sick. I, I remember they prescribed me a Percocet, I think, in 03. I got in a car accident, 38 stitches in my head. Like, this is a time when you should prescribe this, right? 
I took it 10 minutes later, violently vomiting, which is way worse than just having 30 stitches in your head to begin with. And I ended up getting a volcano vaporizer with my insurance check because I didn't cough as much. And I smoked the whole thing. Um, so I had that luxury, but I've seen people just cold turkey stop from these pills and like it'll take out your liver and your kidneys and your internal organs. It's no joke. And to have regulations that say, uh, Joey, something's going on with your audio. Oh. Try this. I think it might be Tony's. Someone's phone is vibrating and it's like compressing everything. Oh, else. my bad. Let me fucking uh, turn that off. Yeah, I think that might be it. No worries. I think you you're good. I think. Yeah, I think you're good. As you were. <laughs> what were you saying? Yeah, sorry. About I don't that. know. I was saying how. Well, that too. You, you've got statistically two and a half people every day in 2019 got killed by police. But we're not thinking about how many people get killed because they're ripped off their medications when they're thrown in jail and the side effects that happen from that. Like, whose fault is that? That's the system's fault, right? Right, right. And I, I know with with doctors too, they you know they kind of pulled in the reins on doctors prescribing opi opioids, right? So if, if somebody had a prescription from a doctor and then the doctor can't renew their prescription, then that person's like already addicted to this shit. And it's like the only way they can get their shit is to go buy heroin on the street, right? Right. That's yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. It's, sad. It, it, it's a, a vicious cycle. I'd just like to say, I think, back to the conversation on, uh, you know, police incompetence. I think we need more cops studying jujitsu. I think, like, if we're going to trust police officers with our safety, if they are really here to protect and serve us, then I, I don't know. I think they should be more physically equipped than the, the average layman in dealing with a, a, a physical altercation. There's so many cops that I feel like, I don't know, like you could go to any fucking like corner strip mall and like study better jujitsu or Muay Thai or something and just be more well-equipped to handle someone fucking getting belligerent in your face. That's a badass idea, actually. I mean, and and you know how to detain somebody without hurting them necessarily. Right. And it builds, up your, it builds up your temperament a bit so that you're not just like, you know, if you listen to like UFC fighters and stuff outside of the ring, they tend to be some of like the most calm, like collected, least aggressive people that you'll that you'll hear. Talk yeah, like about. like meditation uh, and stuff has a lot to do with jujitsu, right? It's all. Well, yeah, there's yeah, there's that, and there's just yeah. I mean, there's the focus involved, and there's I mean, there's a whole bunch of different stuff. I'm sure, but. And it definitely just makes you fucking calmer in like a, a high adrenaline situation. It makes you just more, you know, le less fucking spazzy, less like, you know, scared Erratic. for your life. If you know, like, oh, if this dude's fucking trying to hit me, I can just, you know, choke him out. Right. Now, now back to uh, Rayshard Brooks. Okay. So I, I'm wondering, like, what is the official protocol for police officers when their <laughs> taser is taken? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh yeah status no. Kyle here no 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 i, I feel like it's not wondering. yeah I'm, i feel like it's not shooting the person in the back well yeah yeah or run mean, him down and tackle him it might be like, like yeah I it might know. be like run him down it might no, be just like, let him go okay, okay, okay dude i'm not for one second saying that that shooting this guy in the back was the best way to defuse the situation you know yeah. but yeah um, I'm saying, like, like for for instance, if, I mean, it wasn't this. There was, like, in the video that I saw, I believe I saw at least two cops were there with this guy. So even if he could have tased one of the cops, it's, uh, 
you know, it, it's, I don't think uh, anybody would have died and, and they could have, uh, you, they could definitely resolved it without shooting him in the back. I, I'm not saying that was the best, uh, but like, say if, say if it was like a cop one-on-one with, with a, a dude, right. And a, a guy takes your taser. If you're just one-on-one, you don't have anybody there to grab your back. This guy can tase you and then you're out of commission for five seconds and then he could grab your gun. You know, how many times, like, it's just the militarization of the police, and it's, it's, it's what uh, Tony's talking about. Like, I mean, think about it, right? I mean, it's pop culture, but, I mean, think about, like, all the stupid fucking television shows, the way they portray cops now. It's all, like, militarized and in your face. But, like, remember fucking, like, old movies, like, in, like, the 50s, 60s, or 70s? Remember cops used to, like, run people down, and it was, like, you know what I mean? Like they would use the most non-lethal force for like the longest amount of time, like chasing after someone. And it like made for great TV and like movies, but now it's like, yeah, it's like any little thing. It's like maximum amount of fucking violence. You know? It's, it's I awful. don't know, man. Like I think a lot of this stuff's been going on for a long time. It's just now that everybody has uh, you know cameras on their phone, it, it's being caught more often. Yeah. Or or like why is it like you see videos? For example, like there was this video. And fucking uh, Vinny Paz from uh, Jedi Montrix put it out there. And uh, it was this amazing video. I think I shared it with uh, in the group chat. But it was like this video of a – it was a British cop. And he chased – like he was chasing down this dude in broad daylight. It was definitely like along a river or like on a beach. Oh, <laughs> I saw that one. Yeah, dude. It was fucking amazing. Like and, and, his, boy, and his, his mates are like commenting on it. They're like, oh, mate, he's – oh, fuck off, you cop. They're like, oh, no, he's going down the pier. He's fucked now. And, like, it's like he, the guy's, like, putting his hands up, whatever. This motherfucker just grabs a cop, throws him in the river, runs off. <laughs> and to the cop, go, and, like, and they're, like, commenting. They're, like, commenting. This dude's, like, 100 yards down the cop. You see him, and he's just like, oh, he's fucked. And he just throws him was in that the in, water. Was that, in, uh, was that in England? Was that in the UK? It was in England. They had a British accent. It had to be but in they're the not UK. Even, or, most of the cops, the regular cops aren't even allowed to be armed there, right? Yeah, but like then they have to, to call him like credit. Yeah. yeah, but to that cop's credit, he got out of the water and then chases after, and his friends are still filming. They're like, "Oh, he fucking went that <laughs> way, mate." Yeah, like, but it's like what you see that in foreign countries, but you don't see like. So what's the difference here? You know, it's like cops here, just like any little thing happens, it's like bang, you're dead. Yeah, you know, it's like what the fuck. You well, know? like I like I was saying, I mean, in, in addition to what everyone else was saying about you know training and whatnot there's also the issue of um you know the fact that all all the cops like a lot of the cops in the uk are not armed or they're not armed with like a gun they might have a baton or a nightstick um but then you know if they need violent you know if they need like heavy force they call in reinforcements or whatever but pretty sure they have tasers what's that i don't think the chinese police are armed with more than like like belly clubs or something though. Maybe that's Yeah, there's just cameras everywhere with Well either tasers, whatever, but I mean China. not having not having guns on you would be would definitely reduce cop shootings. I mean just by logic, you know. Yeah, yeah but then you'd have then you'd have that excuse to disarm the public because why should the public have an advantage over police? That's the argument that would be made. I don't you know. Yeah, sure. well, that's why Fair that's point. the argument they make for militarizing the police in the first place. Was I remember? I, I think one of the big like events that happened was there was some huge like robbery, well, I mean, like I mean, bank robbery. Like, yeah, but I mean, like, dude, guns need uh, cops need guns to go after murderers. 
Yeah. And, and I don't see anything wrong with a gun with with a cop using a gun to go after a rapist. Of course then, not. But the problem it, is they're like, using like, they're bringing them to all sorts of other other altercations and other other things like it's a regulatory thing though. Yeah. I mean, you get a cop that gets charged with assault. First of all, they they get away with it through qualified immunity. And if they do lose their job, nine times out of ten, they get hired at a different precinct across the country where the media doesn't know his face. It's there's this brotherhood where they take care of each other and nobody's being held accountable for their bad actions. So over the years, it, look, like I said, my father was Baltimore City Police for 23 years. He was a baker. He got drafted to Vietnam as MP. They told him if he kept being a cop, he could retire at 45. So he turned into a cop, but he just did his job. He didn't have that cop attitude. He saw these kids coming in in the mid 90s, just when he was getting ready to retire. And these kids that he warned me about that's who's running the show right now man and and they have zero respect they don't care they're the bullies in high school that got picked on so bad that they needed to get out and get this job with authority so they felt better about themselves and sorry if any cops listening take offense but that's it and <laughs> i don't think we have don't many cops anymore. listening to the program <laughs> i mean, no, I mean yeah. for, for crying out loud like there's you're required to do more to work at walmart that, that you know in terms of training and and continual right. it's like waiter like waitresses at like like one of the great memes was like a waitress at Waffle House is at like two in the morning is more equipped to like de-escalate a situation than like n like a hundred percent of cops nowadays. Totally. You know, like how totally. many people, how many like people in customer service have to de-escalate and deal with like, you know, um, how many, how many fucking FedEx postal workers and, you know, Amazon delivery drivers come to a house on a daily basis and don't kill your dog. You know, it's like, Right. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, it's like the, 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 but the brave yeah. cop who's supposed to be protecting my community sits <laughs> at the door, right? It's, it's exactly. Yeah, like pizza delivery guys aren't shooting dogs, or you know, it's it's insane. So it's it's a regulation thing. Like I almost can't blame the cops because they're they're hiring these these you know these angry violent pissed off little kids and of course they're going to act like that they don't belong having these jobs like it's yeah but this guy you know, that was like that was kneeling on george floyd was like older he was like 50 something wasn't he really i, I would guess 40s i mean either way he's not a kid <laughs> yeah, yeah. well he was he was he could have been charged he was actually in another police department prior to all this um and um I, I didn't get a chance to read the article, but basically she is a uh, U.S. senator from Minnesota. And I think at the time she was a like district attorney and she could have like, like pressed charges on one of his previous like incidents or something. But she, I guess she dismissed the charges and then you know, she's running for I mean, she was like one of the <laughs> 1000 Democrats running for president in this cycle. Yeah. Was there any Amy Klobuchar? Amy Klobuchar? Uh, uh, I, sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I saw an article where she could have, like, basically this cop could have been no longer a cop while she was, it's just like fucking Kamala Harris. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, well, now the irony is, yeah, now the irony is because of, you know, the whole BLM push, they're looking at, like, black VPs yeah. for, for Biden now, and Kamala is, like, at the top of the list. Oh God! Yeah. Of course she is. Kamala the cop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so Jesus so Christ, dude. 
imagine that. So you got Sleepy <laughs> Joe and Kamala the cop. And then you have Orange Man and like fucking Mike Pence. And then you got Joe Jorgensen and Spike. Like, this what has the fuck? to be a good year for us. How can yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, I we, mean, if they can get on the debate stage by some miracle, I mean, that would be pretty incredible. But I, don't I think there's just so much. That happen. There's so much fucking like. Protest. I don't know. I'm just saying. Whatever. I've seen so much fucking propaganda against voting third party. Like we had the absolute two worst possible fucking candidates. That's what it's like. We had fucking Hillary fucking falling off the podium. Like, and and (laughs) I don't get how people aren't still fucking talking about like Hillary and her husband being fucking involved with Jeffrey Epstein. Like I know Joe Rogan talked about it multiple times in two years. Bill flew with fucking flew on the Lolita 30 times. Yeah, thirty yeah. fucking times, and there's loads of fucking. Uh, actually, I think it was Trump. only twenty. It was only twenty six, dude. Oh, come see, on, okay. come on. My bad. I don't want to fucking face <laughs> <Josh>. exaggerating. <laughs> but like, I don't. I don't think fucking. I know fucking Gary Johnson wasn't like the pinnacle libertarian candidate. But but I don't think he Bill Weld. Bill Weld was the. That's what did Gary Johnson in. I don't think yeah. he was ever fucking diddling kids on a fucking private island like. No, I, I think Gary Johnson was, point, was a good dude. Point you know? Bill Weld didn't diddle yeah. kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't confirm or deny Bill Weld diddle kids. But yeah, I, I believe... I you, believe heard it, uh, you heard it here first. I, I believe Hillary flew to Epstein Island. It was like two, three, or four times, something like that. You know, it was like, she I'm flew sure. there a few times. Has anyone They're watched that? The frogs gay. Yet? They're turning the frogs gay. <laughs> Yeah. Is uh has anyone seen the the doc the the Epstein doc yet? No, I have, I have not. Netflix. It's on Netflix, not. right? Yeah, it is. I haven't. I haven't watched it either. Yeah, like, I, I watched two or three episodes of it. Netflix oh, damn, has no chill episodes. Show. Wow, yeah. dude. Netflix oh, has no chill. Netflix has no chill right now. They're like, hey kids, you want to watch Tiger King, Waco, like uh, Epstein, Epstein Island here. Stuff about wait, slavery. Yeah, but wait, there's more. Here's V for Vendetta. Like, Is that on there now? Yes. Damn, dude. They just oh, dropped it this week. They're like, Fucking here's V for Vendetta. It's like, it's like, hey, you're homo quarantine. Here's t- it's time to revolt. Like, Throw on a mask. Yeah. So, Dude, yeah, I cool. used to be such a fucking big V for Vendetta fan when I was like in middle school. I thought it was the coolest fucking thing when I was listening to like Rage Against the Machine and fucking anti-authoritarian shit. And then <laughs> I fucking like scrolled over it on netflix the other day and it gives you that little preview and there's that part where he's like alliterating for like two minutes and i'm just like god damn this is fucking cringy as fuck this is some neck grid shit for sure okay so question are rage against the machine really anti-authoritarian authoritarian when they I choose they like the to their the mascot time. yeah no i definitely shit on them now for being fucking tankies Thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was the only one who had a distaste for rage. I can't do it. I, I get yeah. it. But I'm not into it. I, 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 I like their, some cool I, songs. I, I like their music. Cool songs, yeah. I, I love their, I love Tom Morello's guitar work. I fucking love yes. Tom Morello's guitar yeah. work. I love a lot of like their, their jam. Yeah, like, like some, some of their riffs are almost kind of like stone or metal. Well, like, yeah, they're totally, they've got that, uh, they've got that clutch thing. <laughs> only some, some dudes rapping <laughs> over top of it. Like right. I, I like some well, of their songs a lot. But I've never gotten into any of their albums. And the way I listen to music is like, if I can't listen to the whole album and enjoy it, it's I'm not interested. Yeah. And I, don't, I just don't put on single songs. Dude, it's just it hard. I fucking... like, people don't write full albums anymore. Did you yeah, mention I, I, that? I've, I've yeah, heard that. It, 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 
story, like song one through 13, and then you had your secret track. Yeah. And yeah, and it did it. It took you, it like took you on a journey. Like artists are releasing singles now. That kind of sucks. Yeah, you're just not listening so. to the right artist. You got to listen to the right artist. I mean, yeah, yeah there's plenty I, of the whole media. If, well, if art, like, like artists are still putting out, if they're putting it out on vinyl, then they still are trying to put out full albums, you know? Because, like, I think that's the other thing, just like media nowadays. The media we listen to music um, is like basically how, like, music. You know, like why bands aren't putting out like full albums or, or groups or musicians because it could be like it's uh, we don't give a fuck about vinyl because like listening to records on vinyl like or just any artist that wants to craft an entire album. Yeah, it definitely is something lost nowadays. But, Alex, do you have a do you have a man bun under that hat? I hear you talking about vinyl a lot. No, Alex no, doesn't, does no, not have no. a man bun, dude. <laughs> no, not yet. Not back, yet. <laughs> Alex does not have a man bun. No, He's no got man that bun. COVID cut going though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, dude, dude, I, I, are you making fun of, uh, are you saying people <laughs> listen to vinyl or hipsters, dude? <laughs> dude, I've been collecting vinyl since like 1994. Since you were in your father's balls. Since I lived in my grandmother's basement, you know, I was like 14 years old and I started collecting records. Yeah, like, Tony's on here busting our balls, but does like Matt and I are like fucking forty. We're like old men, you know. We're like, yeah. So yeah, I actually, dude, like, which because you were talking about new music, and it's like, uh, like I'm like forty years old, and I I don't ever hear about new music. Like, I want to hear about like new punk bands that like kick my ass, right? Right. But I just don't hear about as much of it nowadays. And I don't know if it's just because like I'm old and I'm, I'm friends with a bunch of older people who don't have their like ear to like, you know, uh, modern pop culture, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean like if anybody's listening, send me some cool new punk bands. Like I, I want to hear some new music. Do you listen to like, uh, we talked about this a little bit before just when you and I were talking, do you listen to like stone or doom metal at all? Um, I mean, not not really, but if you sent me a link, I I would throw it on and try it. I'll, I'll send you some like, cool shit. Yeah. What do you, What do you uh, What are you listening to nowadays? So, uh, me personally, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, uh, I listen to. I'm super big into the fucking stoner metal scene. I fucking love stoner love, metal. I like, meant, me too, man. Like, I've been really getting into it in the past. Like, yeah, too bad Josh isn't here, man. You guys could. I know, uh, man. We could like talk about like yeah, but dude, fu- I listen to sleep probably like at least like every day. I'm more on the They're Mastodon good. end of uh, the stoner metal stuff. I like like Electric or Wizard and then Caius is fucking cool, but I, I like a little bit more Shreddy yeah, Josh loves so. Caius. Caius is cool. Caius. I like a Green Lung has been like my favorite band the last like two years. They're fucking, their guitar work is phenomenal. Who, who is it? Green Lung. Hmm. Oh, Green Lung. Yeah. So, uh, I'm so, uh, in love with them. Hey, Tony, you mentioned that you play in some bands. Why don't you tell us about them? Yeah, so uh, I recently, in like the last like three months, joined a metal band out here in Reno, and they're kind of like death metal, metalcore type shit. Um, I'm just trying to kind of inject my because I I came from like a, a like melodic death metal background. That's what I like a lot of too. Uh, I do love fucking stoner metal and doom, but sometimes I need to hear that like shreddy guitar virtuosic shit. So I do like a lot of like melodic death metal and groove metal. And anyway, so this band I joined here in Reno, they're called Prifma Novum. And uh, they're like a local metalcore type act. And then 
I'm in a band down in Vegas called Radio Cowboy, and they're more like stoner metal. Okay, so Radio like in, Cowboy. All right. Yeah, hey, uh, Tony, what what instrument do you play? Uh, I play guitar. Okay, so I'm just gonna dork out here a little bit. I mean, just because this is what, the shit that I'm interested in. Like, uh, I'm into to like uh, playing guitar and shit. So, okay. like, like what what kind of uh, guitar do you play? I'm a, a Schecter. I was fucking oh. my my gateway into heavy metal was like a Venge Sevenfold when I was like 12. So, oh, so Schecter, no. <laughs> Schecter, so, so like, bad, uh, dude. They're so their cringy. guitar work. Their guitar work is on parallel. They've kind of yeah, uh, but they're they're, they're so their last cringy. I've like, it was so, I don't know. It was so bad. Now. Yeah, so, so, Dude, so, so, which model of Schecter do you have? It's a Schecter Damien Solo Elite. Okay, is it active pickups or passive? Yeah, active pickups. EMGs. EMGs? Uh, do you play with a Floyd or a Stoptail? Uh, no, I do not. Okay, no Floyd. Okay. I, I have a Floyd on uh, an old fucking uh, Dean Explorer that I have, but yeah, not on the Schecter. Like me personally, like I fucking hate Floyd Rose. Like it's I, I hate the so hard to I fucking yeah. hate the maintenance. Yeah, it's so hard to Con- even change like one string. It's, it's like con- ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it turned me off to it. Yeah, I'd honestly rather just use like a whammy pedal or something yeah. than like I mean, having to use it. I mean, if I was playing in Metallica or something, and I wanted to have like a tremolo guitar, and I had a guitar tech to do that shit for me, yeah, I'd probably right. be down with it. But <laughs> right. it's like otherwise, I, mean, I don't know. It seems like a pain in the dick. Like I said, you can kind of fucking get around that with just like a whammy pedal, I feel like. Well, hey, um, I'm curious, like, just to be a dork about gear, like uh, what, what amp do you use? <laughs> you're, so you're going to fucking top me. I'm not a gearhead at all. I've been playing for over like 10 years, and I was classically trained. I played with a classical ensemble in high school, um, Las Vegas Academy. They're somewhat famous. So like, I've, I feel like I'm fairly credentialed in terms of skill, but like, I'm way lacking on the gear. Um, I want to get an orange fucking cab and then probably like a, a boss katana head is what I was thinking about. But right now I'm just playing on a fucking combo amp, man. I'm playing on a Fender Mustang too. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It, it's, I'm like uh, one of those like two purest people, mm. you know? Um, know? Well, they're more expensive and they, uh, they also can require more maintenance, but right. I just think the sound is like uh, unmatched. But at the same time, you know, I'm familiar with the Mustang too, and uh, modeling is getting better and better all the time. You know, yeah, man. Yeah, like uh, a, lot, like- a lot of really huge bands are are actually touring with those uh, like Axe FX units and shit. You know what I mean? Like the high end that, modeling stuff. That's my thing. It kind of cuts down on your fucking pedal board. I don't want to have to have a fucking mile long pedal board to achieve my tone and. I don't know. I feel like that can be an issue with tube amps sometimes. Like, I, I really always throw a lot of fucking a, pedals on it. I, I always just plug a Gibson into a Marshall, no pedals. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty like garage rocky. That's kind of cool. And just like punk rock, guys, man. I need my I need my kid after that amp. See this? This is not because I'm a musician, but uh, it's because I love music so much. That's awesome. the only way to do it, right? Guitar and an amp. You're sitting here talking about gear, and I turned my camera off. I was rolling my eyes because, <laughs> I mean, I'm old school. I want that just grungy, you know, motorhead sounding, just plugged straight in, dirty rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. I think you need good fuzz. You need good distortion for sure. Good fucking. Well, you know, yeah. like the Marshall I have is a, a 1960. I know, I'm sorry. It's a JCM 900, and I use the 1960A cabinet. So it's kind of like, you know, Marshall's like flagship amplifier of the 1990s. So, I mean, like, I don't know. I I like it. I've used it for years. Like, uh, I I also own an orange 8030 head, 
which, you know, I dig the orange. I like how it has more base, but ultimately I go for that crunch of the Marshall. Yeah, I see that. Honestly, that's why I want to just invest in a good preamp once I get my, uh, my fucking stack set up. There's this solo guitarist that I'm like, I can't suck his dick enough. I fucking love this solo guitarist, Andy James. <laughs> and he put out uh, a signature preamp, and I just fucking love the tone on that thing. Tony, you're giving Jared a boner. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we should um, – so Jared and I were ta- – well, we were, and Matt, we were talking about it before, but uh, the 20 20- – uh, before you came on, Tony, but the 2022 uh, Libertarian Convention is going to be in Reno. So, uh, oh shit! Yeah, dude. So here's what, <laughs> dude. We should uh, we should plan on a PRL road trip out there. Maybe we'll we'll get some bands. We'll have a jam. Like, Fuck you know, yeah. It, like, cause uh, yeah, 2022. That's two years. We could plan some. Uh, yeah, like a PRL road trip, man. We could all hang. You guys are assuming that COVID's not going to turn us all into zombies before then, though. Let's be oh. real. <laughs> Is it Freedom Fest coming up too? Is that this this month or next month? Isn't that out there in Nevada? Yeah, isn't it in Vegas, Tony? I think that I'm is a lawsuit. Out. I don't know. I, I really want to attend Pork Fest, but uh, it hasn't it been like postponed this year or whatever? No, or? no, it hasn't, um, man. It's still going. happening, actually. Yeah, yeah, but it's actually like next weekend. Or, Dude, yeah, yeah. I, I'd have to wait till my probation's over to really travel anywhere, so... I went. I went to Porkfest three times. I, I wish I could go this year. I highly recommend it. I was just talking to James Babb earlier, and he's he's going to head down there in a couple days. Or up there in a couple days. Yeah, yeah next year cool, that Tony. would be been, that'd be the dream. Yeah, you should, man. Because uh, yeah, like I've been up a couple times. Jared's been up. Like, I mean, it's like a ten-hour drive from Maryland, but yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's good time. Fuck yeah. So, yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so um. Guys, I, I think we're I think we're like about out of time here. Um, does anybody have anything that they want to plug? Um, actually, yes, I am. I am fundraising <laughs> to make it to the 2020 LNC, which is in Orlando now. Since I was supposed to be on No Force One with Adam and the team, but COVID threw everything up in the air and tossed it back down. It's some crazy spot. Um, so anybody who might might want to throw down. Just a dollar, you know. I only need to get six hundred more of them. Um, no, I'm trying to fundraise to uh, help take care of travel and boarding for the 2020 LNC, where I'm standing as a delegate for the state of California this year. Nice. Yeah, I'll see cool. you down there, Joey. Yeah, I'll see you That's down there. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll plug my band again if that's cool. Um, Go for it. Out here in Reno, we're called Prifma Novum. And then uh, my uh, stoner metal band down in Vegas is called Radio Cowboy. And uh, Radio Cowboy should be dropping an album this summer on Spotify. And then Prifma Novum uh, should be looking like the fall. Hey, Alex, did you want to yeah. share your, your OnlyFans link? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. There's the... <laughs> I'm not going to plug my OnlyFans. <laughs> your cameo.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, guys, uh, this podcast is brought to you in part by Conversations About Freedom Podcast, hosted by Moral Bob. We also have T-shirts over at LibertarianCountry.com. If you type in the code PRL, you'll receive a ten percent discount. If you spend fifty dollars or more, and you use the code PRL two, you'll receive a twenty percent discount. Until next time, live free or die. The flags and the tax bombs and red Was it by a few at the expense of the many So did the gods and the machine You can't justify killing by economic gain For God, country, 
Not aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes absolute. 